the world focused on the disputed U.S. presidential election, important developments quietly transpired in a field that has huge impact on fintech and card linking. Little noticed, but of great importance, the majority of Californians voted to pass a new law implementing restrictions on the use of financial data. And just a few weeks prior, the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau announced it would also develop new rules intended to regulate the use of data. In this edition of FinTech Friday, U.S. financial data and privacy regulations coming soon. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on November 13th, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. Well, happy Friday the 13th to those listeners who are superstitious. Nothing really good is supposed to happen on Friday the 13th. But if you are a privacy and consumer protection lawyer like our guest on the show today, well, this Friday the 13th is pretty good. And that's because as the rest of the world had its focus on the U.S. presidential election, major developments were transpiring in the field of financial data regulation. And while financial data regulation might seem like an arcane or obscure topic, it's a really important area for most consumers and also for the technology, banking, fintech, and card linking industries that serve consumers. That's because virtually everything that happens in the industry, from paying for goods via credit card to redeeming a card link coupon to logging on to online banking, All of that is enabled by the sharing and transmission of financial data. But here's the thing. Many consumers and market participants feel that financial data is not appropriately secured, is not appropriately private, and also much of that financial data lacks necessary safeguards for fair use. These are such big issues that major trade associations, including the Cardlinks Association, spent over a year codifying best practice principles on data usage. And by the way, you can check them out at cardlinks.org forward slash data dash principles. And now both consumer groups and regulators in the U.S., they want to get in on the act too of regulating financial data. In California on November 3rd, voters passed Proposition 24, and that enacts broad-ranging new data privacy rules requiring that companies let consumers out of financial data collection and also let consumers opt out of other key data collection practices. The new law even creates a new data privacy watchdog agency. Now, California has often led the way in U.S. regulation and also in global regulations because it's the largest state in the U.S. by a very wide margin. In fact, its economy, if California were an independent country, would be the fifth largest in the world. That's right. It's actually bigger than the United Kingdom's economy, and it's even bigger than India's economy. California is also home to most of the largest technology companies in the world, including Apple, Google, Facebook, among others. So as California goes, so goes the U.S. and the world. Now, not to be outdone by California, in late October, the U.S. federal government and its Consumer Financial Protection Bureau launched a long-delayed rulemaking on financial data privacy. The agency announced that it will develop new rules to regulate the use of financial data, and those new rules will likely go into effect in 2021. So there is a lot happening in our industry. And if you're a business person or an engineer, these changes are going to impact your business, not next year, but starting right now. To help us make sense of all this, our guest on the show today is Jenny Lee. 
She's a very experienced lawyer and a partner at Errant Fox in Silicon Valley. But interestingly, she previously worked at the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Jenny, where are you today? Today, I am working in San Francisco, sort of still during the pandemic times here, working in my home office, kind of overlooking here the Twin Peaks. Kind of a nice day out today. It is a beautiful day, and I feel like there are very few cities that are more beautiful than San Francisco and the San Francisco Peninsula in the fall. But we are in the middle of a pandemic, lots of things going on, just had an election. But there's also been a lot of movement in data regulation and data privacy. Over the last year or two, there's been really consistent focus on issues related to data and big tech in Congress. And we thought we were going to have a data and privacy legislation done for the U.S. at a federal level. However, that hasn't happened. Late in October, though, the Federal Consumer Protection Bureau announced it was initiating an administrative rulemaking pursuant to the Dodd-Frank Act on issues related to consumer financial data privacy and access. You actually used to work at the CFPB. Why do you think this is happening now, that they're launching this rulemaking specifically around financial data and privacy? That's a great question. I think there are two reasons primarily driving this as far as the timing. One is that there is a focus at the CFPB or the Bureau, as I like to call it, on issues relating to tech. And I think we're going to see more of that in coming years, regardless of who is sitting in the White House. The second reason is a bit more mundane. And I think it is just a natural culmination of the number of years that it took to marinate for the Bureau to get through its priorities agenda on rulemaking and to really do all the legwork needed to get to this point. All of this was actually contemplated in 2010. It just took a while for the Bureau to rev its engines. In 2016, the Bureau issued a request for information, an RFI, that sought to solicit the input of members in the industry. And then in 2017, the Bureau issued the Statement of Principles. And then actually earlier in February of this year, the Bureau had a four-hour-long public symposium. So yes, just a few weeks ago, the Bureau finally issued its ANPR, Advanced Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, which is very meaty and very interesting. So what does that mean when a regulatory agency like the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, what does it mean when they launch a rulemaking? Is there a certain period of time that they're going to use to come up with rules? And then when will those rules go into effect and who will those rules apply to? Will it just be companies that are operating across the U.S. or even companies operating in individual states? Yes, to answer your question, certainly there's authority for the Bureau as there is for other agencies in the government to prescribe rules and the Bureau has to embark on a public comment process. The first phase is this advanced notice of proposed rulemaking where the Bureau issued a lengthy statement kind of providing all the background as well as a very substantive list of questions. There will be a period of several months for the Bureau to collect these comments. And so then the Bureau will need time to digest all those comments and typically it's 90 days. Once they've reviewed everything, the Bureau will synthesize all of the perspectives that it has received. So part of what's on the table for the Bureau is not only just what are we going to prohibit, but 
also who's going to be covered. So a, a big chunk of the ANPR asks for people to chime in on what's the appropriate type of company that should be covered by this rule. So we're very much in the beginning stages of this. It wouldn't be a surprise if it took a minimum of six to 12 months before any rule is even finalized. Very helpful. Not to be outdone, California, where we are, we also have been in the regulation game as it relates to data privacy. And on November 3rd, California voters passed a new law mandating the consumer new data restrictions on consumer financial data. What was the background to this ballot measure? Because it was done in a kind of unusual way. We had one a few years ago that passed. Well, actually, we had a law that passed, and now we've got this new ballot initiative. What are some of the most important new rules for this Proposition 24 that passed on November 3rd? Glad you asked that. California already, through the General Assembly, legislated the most sweeping consumer privacy protection law in the country. And this new initiative that just passed last Tuesday, it really just stacks up on top of the CCPA. And the background of that was that the advocacy group was disappointed that the first CCPA was a diluted version of their original ballot measure back in 2018. And so this definitely strengthens the state of California's power to oversee the markets of any company that handles consumer data. The CPRA sets forth a California Privacy Protection Agency, which can administer fines. Another thing that's pretty significant, it actually sets forth a new category of sensitive personal information that'll be protected. In addition, the right to opt out of the use of automated decision-making. It's definitely an effort to strengthen the privacy protections for consumers. Yep, it's quite comprehensive, and thank you for explaining that. And, you know, most of the companies in the Cardlinks Association, most of the podcast listeners, they're going to be tech companies, fintech companies, banks, merchants, or payment processors. Do these new California rules apply to them, or do they only apply to, like, companies that are just data companies? That's a great question. The new rules would definitely apply to all of those businesses you had mentioned. There are certainly specific exemptions based upon the company's conduct or the kind of transaction it is. And that's something that we are advising on. All those types of companies you mentioned in those categories would be best served by looking through the provisions of the new rule to ensure that the business lines are in compliance. And especially with the creation of this new agency that will be administering fines, that definitely it's important to understand where you stand relative to these new obligations. Really important. It applies to many companies, as you pointed out, and and most companies with certain exemptions. You need to check those out. But the flip side is this also applies to companies that are based in California, like many of our members, but also companies that might not be based in California, but serve California consumers. And of course, because California is the largest state by population in the United States, odds are if you're a big company, you're probably serving some California consumers. Now, in anticipation of all this, the Cardlinks Association did develop data privacy best practices, and they really are sort of an aspirational framework around the key principles. And I know you've looked at those. Do you think that most of the new regulations in California and also what's to come from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau at the federal level, do you think that the data practices that have been promulgated by Cardlinks Do you think those are largely consistent with these new regulations that we're seeing being developed? Yes, I think that's very interesting. It was a great foreshadowing of what was to come at the federal and state regulatory framework levels because 
you know, the Carlings principles are actually very similar in implementing not only the California rule, but the federal rule, which I think is pretty significant because the CFPB rule, this process that everybody faces is really an opportunity to weigh in on some of the policy rationales that are going to be underlying these new laws as opposed to just the technical requirements. But yes, I think that the card links principles were spot on in envisioning the consumer protection concerns that are paramount. And there's a lot of consistency between the principles of the group and what's coming down the pike here from the regulators. Thanks for that insight. And Jenny, as has been very clear in your comments, you've clearly been in the industry for some time. Tell me a little bit about your legal practice at Aaron Fox and also what you did before that, because as I mentioned, you actually previously used to work at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Yes, that's right. I'm a proud alum of the CFPB. I worked there in the Office of Enforcement talking a lot about startups these days. And when I was at the Bureau, it literally was a like a startup in the government as we were standing up a new agency. So I lead the team that undertakes the consumer financial services work at Aaron Fox. So we focus a lot on investigations and defending companies and sometimes individuals in regulatory inquiries or enforcement investigations. The second area is the fintech space. So we're counseling all actors in the financial services and fintech ecosystem on the various regulatory requirements that they may face, as well as innovation sandboxes and policy rationales behind new perspectives that that rulemakers are willing to take in regards to fintech. Jenny, thank you for sharing those insights and what amazing background you have. It seems like your background was really purpose-built for the times that we're in. Lots more to come in this space around data and privacy regulations, especially around financial data. And so we look forward to having you back on the podcast in future. But thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your, your great insights and expertise. Thank you very much. It was really a pleasure. That's Jenny Lee, partner at Aaron Fox and former executive from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, talking to you from San Francisco. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on what comes next in data regulation. With the U.S. election behind us, or almost behind us, it's important to focus on what comes next in 2021. I, for one, will be very happy to say goodbye to 2020. But in the field of data privacy, we should expect much more to come and a bumpy road in 2021. In case you had not noticed, the U.S. Vice President-elect is also a lawyer, and she was formerly the Attorney General for the state of California. During her time as AG, she aggressively pursued data privacy cases. And as a result, it's likely that under a new Biden-Harris administration, there will be a renewed push for a new national data privacy law that may preempt state laws and even in certain cases may clash with other national laws like Europe's GDPR. Whether these expected regulations are good or are bad for the industry will in large part rest on how well industry participants can educate regulators about what needs fixing and what does not. So stay engaged with the Cardlinks Association and stay tuned for further developments in this important space. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off. Hold up. 